I welcome you to Central Moments today. Uh, we are outfitting a new podcast studio, and we appreciate those of you who join, whether on your favorite podcast platform or on Central Assembly's Facebook page or YouTube channel. It's great to be with you again today. We are looking at highlights from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, who, who I've immensely enjoyed reading Isaiah over the years in my own personal spiritual growth. Haven't preached a series out of it very often, but we're visiting um, some highlights out of Isaiah on these central moments. And we come today to one of the best part, known parts of Isaiah. It's chapter 6, where Isaiah himself has a personal encounter with the Lord. And it happens, according to verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. Uzziah was an unusually gifted king, and it says God's hand was upon him, and he was brilliant. I'm sure Isaiah and many other people had hopes that this could be sort of King Solomon II, Uzziah. But unfortunately, we're told that his pride left to, led to his downfall. Unbelievably inventive, brilliant, gifted. God prospered him and gave him success. But then his pride became his ruin. And when he finally dies, it's, it represents like the loss of all these great hopes. But I want to tell you, it's then when you may have a special revelation from God. In this moment of disappointment, in the year King Uzziah died, in this moment of shattered hopes, I saw the Lord, Isaiah said. God revealed himself to me because he's bigger than, than the role models that may fail us in this world. He's bigger than the people we were counting on that may have disappointed us or let us down. He's still seated on the throne. He said, I saw the Lord. He's high and exalted. And the train of his robe literally filled the temple, the drama of his regal majesty. And above him were seraphim. These were like high-order angelic beings. They each had six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two their feet. And with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another. Although earthly kings become sinful and, uh, and, and they fail, like Uzziah, God doesn't change. He's holy, holy. Holy, this is what they call out to each other. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth. And then a prophetic statement of what someday will be. The whole earth is full of his glory. And of course, Isaiah is absolutely undone by this. This is something religious busyness cannot accomplish in your life. This is something that human hype can never accomplish. It's the vision of the holiness of God that causes us to be undone and then rearranges our lives. Isaiah said, Woe to me, I'm ruined. For in the light of God's holiness, of, of seeing the Lord high and lifted up, he said, I realize how unclean my lips are. And I live upon a people of unclean lips. And, and, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, the, the Lord of glory, the, the Lord Almighty. And so when you see the holiness of God, it's hard to be impressed with yourself anymore. And it's hard to be impressed with your church and the church people around you. He said, I saw my uncleanness. I saw the uncleanness of everyone around me. But then, verse 6, one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs of the altar. It becomes very dramatic here. With it, he touched my mouth after saying, my lips are so unclean. And of course, he'd been called to be God's mouthpiece as a prophet. He said, see, this has touched your lips and your guilt 
is taken away and your sin is atoned for. And here was a prophetic picture of what would be available not just to the odd prophet that God called, but to every one of us in Christ. Jesus was the atoning sacrifice for us. In Jesus, his death on Calvary, it was like, like heaven's altar touched our lips and our lives. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, as Isaiah would later write in Isaiah 53. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. From the devastating disappointments of the failure of one of the most promising kings in Israel to a place of now being recruited into God's holy purpose. This is the journey God can take us all in. He heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who, who, who do I send? Who will go for us? Who's going to become my mouthpiece? And I said, here am I, send me. That's the journey I want in my life to be lived over and over and over. Seeing the Lord, even in the midst of human disappointments, and then saying, here I am, Lord. Would you send me? I'm willing. I'm not living for anything else, but I want to follow you. Father, thank you. Hear us. As we hear your voice, who will go for me? We say today, here I am send me because you've forgiven us because you've touched our lips because we've been undone by your holiness and yet remade by your atoning work in christ thank you so lord here we are we say yes to you in jesus name amen mm -hmm.